in today's fast-paced and busy world, isn't it really cool when you go to the mailbox and you get a handwritten note from someone that you love? That brightens my day. I don't know about you. And so what I've begun to do is to regularly write words of encouragement and cards to people that I love. And I want you to do the same. If you're so inclined, I use a wonderful brand of cards and stationery called EncourageEverybody.com. The folks there are producing a wonderful, high-quality stationery that is so simple, but it is very profound. The line of cards that I use most frequently uh, have a phrase and a saying on them, This word made me think of you. And on one side, it just simply has a, a powerful word like strong or friend or kind. And I love to write these cards. And so I encourage you to get on their website. It's called EncourageEverybody.com. They have created a promo code for listeners of our show. So anyone, uh, if you go to their website, types in CHARLIE20, all capital letters, CHARLIE20, will receive 20% off on their order. Go check it out. It's a wonderful company, a small business, a faith-based business that's looking to make a difference in the world, and I love those products. Thanks. Hard times come to Christians because our reactions in those bad times may actually be able to inspire others to turn to God and seek a relationship with Him. Just as Jesus was a witness to the whole world through his suffering, his burial, his death, and his resurrection, we too can be a witness in the midst of our own suffering. Hey, it's Charlie, and you're listening to the Encouragers United Podcast. There's a popular TV show out there called Survivor. Almost everybody knows what it is. It's been on TV now for probably over 25 years. It's syndicated all over the world. The show thrives on showing how individuals adapt to the group dynamics and the societal rules as they change through horrendous conditions in the hope of receiving that big prize at the end of the show. The show is particularly interesting to me because of the drama and the way it exposes the true character of the, of the contestants from week to week. I was always amazed at the challenges and the hardships and the way it brought out both the best and the worst in those people. For me, they often fell into one of two categories. They either ended up having a winner's attitude or a whiner's attitude. After all, the contestants volunteered for these tough situations there was always a reason behind the madness, that big prize at the end. And all that happens on the show was just really part of a game. But it was so fascinating. It was a fascinating window for me into the way that different people react to really hard situations, even albeit they volunteered for it all. If you're new to the podcast, you're probably asking yourself, why is this pastor guy from Northeast Ohio talking about the TV show Survivor? Well, television often offers us a modern-day story from which we can teach truth about our faith, right? It's in many ways the modern-day way of teaching by the use of a story, much like Jesus did with parables. Well, I got to tell you, one of the most well-known survivors in the Bible was the prophet Jeremiah. Jeremiah. 
If he were on that show today, you'd probably either love him because you know his background or you would hate him because of his goodness and his conviction. Jeremiah was the ultimate survivor. He was the pastor kid of a pastor's kid. He was a prophet at the age of 18. He was a biblical theologian long before the world even know what knew what that was. His, he focused his teachings on the first five books of the Bible and Hosea, another prophet book, and the Psalms. And he lived in a very rough time for people in general, but an even tougher time for those who had faith in God. He lived in the year around 650 B.C., and the world was in a flux with a balance of power and the world shifting from the Assyrians and the Egyptians now over to the Babylonians. You know, the former king of Judah was a follower of God, and he tried to use his power to clean up the false prophecies and theology, uh, idol worship that was out there in, in, their, in their land. However, he passed away fighting for the, uh, with the Egyptians. And after his death, the country of Judah quickly fell apart. And Jeremiah was left to fend for himself. And as you can imagine, it is tough to be a lone person of conviction, convinced that the whole nation of, of Jews, they, they should do something different than what they were doing. I want to share a passage of scripture today where we see a dialogue between God and Jeremiah that sounds like any of us would have when life doesn't go the way we expected it to, or when we don't get what we really wanted. Listen to this dialogue from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 12, starting in verses 1 through 4. You are always righteous, O Lord, when I bring a case before you. Yet I would speak with you about your justice. Why does the way of the wicked prosper? Why do all the faithless live at ease? You've planted them, and they have taken root, and they grow and bear fruit. You are always on their lips, but far from their hearts. Yet you know me, O Lord. You see me and test my thoughts about you. Drag them off like sheep to be butchered. Set them apart for the day of slaughter. How long will the land lay parched and the grass and every field be withered? Because those who live in it are wicked. The animals and the birds have perished. Moreover, the people are saying, he will not see what happens to us. Does any of this sound familiar to you? It does to me. I've realized that I'm kind of a whiner sometimes. I've also noticed that I have a tendency to whine more when I feel overburdened or stressed or just plain overworked and busy. I probably do part of my whining for the attention. Oh, see how hard I'm working. But it's also because I think the world is not working the way I think it should. I want somebody to stop the madness and see and feel all the evil that's around me. This is where Jeremiah's at right now. He's saying to God, you need to take these evil folks out so all will be right with the world. And they'll believe in you more if you just do as I tell you to do, God. However, God has another idea about what should be happening and why. And as such, God offers Jeremiah a simple challenge. It's a riddle, if you will, a statement of understanding and then a statement of hope for everybody. Take a look at Jeremiah 12 verses 5 and 6. 
This is God speaking to Jeremiah. He says, if you've raced with men on foot and they have worn you out, how can you compete with the horses? If you stumble in safe country, how will you manage in the thickets by the Jordan? Your brothers, your own family, even they have betrayed you. They've raised a loud cry against you. Do not trust them, though they speak well of you. Wow. God is reminding Jeremiah here that it's not about those evil people in the world. It's not about what you want, Jeremiah. Our purpose in life is way deeper than that. Whenever you find yourself being called to serve, it's your role to follow through no matter what the cost is, no matter what happens around you. Don't listen to even those around you or even your family. All that matters is what God wants. Following God has a... cost, but it also has a huge reward. Listen to the words of Jesus in Matthew chapter 19. This is verse 29. He says, And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or lands for my name's sake will receive a hundredfold and will inherit eternal life. The point is that following God may mean that you lose all that you have, but that you will gain so much more in the long run. In particular, you'll be following in Jesus' footsteps. In one of our forgotten God discussions, a person admitted that asking for the Holy Spirit to come in and guide your life may be very scary because drawing closer to God requires you to walk through tough times, times we would never have chosen for ourselves, but in retrospect, times that built our faith because we can look back in amazement of what he did for us. God reminds Jeremiah here that he knows how he feels at the moment. In verses 7 through 13, God says, I've been there. I know what it's like when those you care about don't listen to you. I was talking to a friend this week, and they were telling me about a story of talking with one of their old friends who just went through a very similar experience that this person did years before. And they shared that experience together, and it made them feel closer because they each had gone through it. For us as Christian people, we share this same kind of bond through God, bond with God through our belief in Jesus. Jesus's actions on earth provided him the mechanism to relate to us. He understands exactly what we're going through. There's no need to whine about it. Jesus walked it. He's present with us to walk beside us through whatever we face. A man named Phillips, Phillips Brook once said, quote, The purpose of life is the building of character through truth, and you don't build character by being a spectator, end quote. God walks with us each day by the way of the Holy Spirit. He's there to guide us, to encourage us, to remind us that while life can be really, really hard, it doesn't have to be hopeless. I love the challenge that he says, oh, you're getting worn out by running with men. How are you ever going to compete with the horses? That's the plan I have for you, Jeremiah. You're stumbling through the easy ground. What if you took a run through the thickets down by the Jordan? 
Life doesn't have to be hopeless. It can be tough, but it doesn't have to be hopeless. Now, I'm not saying that it's going to be that easy. There will be plenty of people who just simply give up. There will be plenty who just turn back and say, no way. There'll be some tempted to take a shortcut to get out of doing what God has actually called them to do. Jeremiah knows that, and God knows that. The point I'm going to make to you today, friend, is that the Lord sometimes allows the overwhelming or the overcoming of his people. He allows suffering. He allows hard things in our lives. But I think that he, over, he allows it for about three different reasons. First, it's so that those around us can see the reactions that we have to these bad times and actually they might be inspired to turn back to God and seek a relationship with Jesus because of the way we react when we're mistreated or when we're hurt or when we're, you know, slighted in some way. Just as Jesus was a witness to the whole world through his suffering, his conviction, his, his death, his burial, and his resurrection, we can be a witness to everyone around us as we go through our passion, through our life. We can witness to others by the way we handle the difficulties in our lives. Secondly, I think that God allows our overwhelming or our overcoming as a way for, for us to draw closer to him and to remind us of our weakness and our lack. Uh, we need him. And we need to have hope in him. That's what it's all about. I like the saying, tough times create tough people. Sometimes I have to step back and see God's ultimate plan for the hardship. And I obey him and follow him. And it makes me stronger. It drives me closer to God to go through the hard times. And with that in mind, I think the third reason that he allows us to suffer is to really teach us that there's never a reason to whine. It's only to be a winner and to realize that we can rejoice in what Jesus has done for us when he suffered and died and rose again, and that we too can have hope to face our suffering. That's a discipline that needs to be practiced and developed a little bit every single day. I love this older praise song that we used to sing quite often. It's based on the words of Job, a guy that certainly knew how to deal with hard times. The beautiful bridge part of that song states, you give and you take away, you give and you take away, but my heart will choose to say, Lord, blessed be your name. Friend, I hope this has encouraged you today, no matter what you're facing. Start where you are, take what you have, and even in spite of the hard times, trust God and do what you can. Go make it a great day. Hi, I'm Charlie Grimes, a Christian pastor and podcaster with a daily dose of inspiration from the most profound set of writings in history. That's right, the Holy Bible. What if we were to just take it in very small bite-sized pieces, like one or two verses every day? We'll read it, let it sink in with some thoughts from my friend and colleague, Pastor Phil Ware, and then end our time with a short prayer for our day. Just like the ocean is made up of just little droplets, you can strengthen your faith with daily consistency. 
Join us every day for this dose of audio wisdom and inspiration. You can also read along with us on the verseoftheday.com website. In Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 13, we read, You will seek me, and you will find me, when you seek me with all of your heart. Join me today on this journey to seek God one small step at a time. Hi, I'm Heather Erb, and I host the Shine FM MomCast. It's specifically for moms. Couldn't we all just use a little extra bit of encouragement, maybe a little tidbit of wisdom, or just a different perspective on how moms are doing things these days? Definitely encourage you to check out the MomCast. You can search for us on Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere where you listen to your podcast. Just search for Shine.FM Podcasts.